It's time now for St. Mary Healthline. Your health is your most precious asset, and every Wednesday at 9 a.m., you can tune in for advice on how to better manage your health. Hear about important medical issues from the doctors and professionals across all service lines from St. Mary Medical Center. So without any further ado, it's time now for the St. Mary Healthline. All right, we're in the arena. Got a lot to talk about, and we're going to be talking to Dr. Charlotte Marcus, gynecologic oncologist. It's big time at St. Mary Medical Center. Good to see you, doctor. Thanks for having me. Sure thing. You're just up from Virginia, huh? So yeah. getting used to the area, GPSing all over the place, right? It is nice. As long as I have ways handy, I can always <laughs> find my way around, right? You That's got all it. you need. That's right. And you made your way to St. Mary's. And how long? You have just uh, fairly new here, aren't you? Fairly new. Within the last month, I, um, I was working at Walter Reed Military Medical Center for the last eight years or so. Yeah. So um, happy to be here. Happy to start the GY Nonc program. Uh, and and how did you? How did did St. Mary's find you, or you found St. Mary's? How did that work out, Doctor? Well, St. Mary's, you know, has a long history of uh, women's health care. Um, yeah. A lot of people in the community that I've met, you know, delivered all their babies there and yeah. go to their GYN there many years later. And it's really a natural fit because they also have a lot of top-notch cancer specialists as right. well. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and a growing uh, a growing medical center now, too, with a lot of research and development. You're kind of right there with, uh, you get a lot of input, too, right? So you get a chance to call some of the shots as well saying, hey, uh, we can do that and you could probably get some th- some things done like that too, right? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of patients I think who have GI on cancers or mm-hmm. any cancers are used to going to Penn or or you know New York, and yeah. now they have the option to stay in their community and stay mm-hmm. with the physicians they've always known. So it's a good good practice. Doctor, you're trying to maybe get into some of the development uh, issues too, trying to not only uh, be available but also in the development of the program too, right? So Correct. Make it grow and prosper at the same time too. correct correct but you're in a uh, yeah, this is a t- this is really tough with a lot of uh, a lot of great information here gynecologic cancers yes you know i don't i wouldn't know anything but you do so <laughs> so go ahead what is, what is all that about so um gyn cancer specialists treat women who have uh uterine cancer mm-hmm. ovarian cancer uh vulvar and vaginal cancer which are less mm-hmm. common and then something called gestational trophoblastic disease, which is um, abnormalities of uh, the placenta. Mm-hmm. So women who have issues with their placenta after they've delivered their baby may develop into a type of cancer called GD- GTD. And so mm-hmm. we specialize that in that as well. Yeah, the only time you really know about these stuff is, say, like uh, Gilda Radner. Like Gilda Radner from mm-hmm. Saturday Live had uterine cancer, died very young. Exactly. So you said, well, wow, how could that... How could that happen? Exactly. But that's, in a way, it does bring a, a shed a little light on what you're doing. Sure. Uh, to get that uh, done. It also helps probably, probably for uh, research dollars as well, right? To, right, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. you know, GYN cancers are less well-known. Breast cancer, lung cancer, typically the most common. Mm. Um, but GYN cancers can really affect women, you know, at 50s, 60s. So doesn't discriminate um, right, on doesn't the age. Doesn't discriminate, yeah. yeah. Are, there some, are there any markers or risk factors ahead of the game? Maybe you can get out and front of it a little bit? Yeah. So uterine cancer um, is associated with uh, obesity. So in the U.S., it's actually the most common cause of uterine cancers. Mm -hmm. Um, 
It doesn't mean that because you are obese, you will get uterine cancer. It's just something to think about. Um, cervical cancers are caused by the HPV virus, um, and we all know that HPV is a sexually transmitted disease. Mm-hmm. And so if you're thinking about ways to reduce your risk there, it's just uh, you know common practices that you would to protect yourself from any STDs. Um, the rest of the cancers don't really have any risk factors that we know of. We can't mm-hmm. point to it and say this is one way to decrease your risk. It's just sort of the luck of the draw, unfortunately. Uh, Genetic, uh, maybe, or congenital, there's a family history. Is there a link there as well, doctor? Good point. So a lot of people know about the BRCA mutation. Mm. There are a couple of, uh, you know, stars that have come out recently. I think Angelina Jolie Mm. um, had the BRCA mutation, right? And so... Um, it predisposes you to a risk of breast cancer, but sure. also ovarian cancer. Um, right. And so there are some uh, tests, some ways that we can um, do preventive surgeries to decrease the risk of right. getting ovari- ovarian cancer. Yeah, it's almost like if you have the risk of cancer in your family, probably a good idea to not to be smoking. You know, that's a that's always a good idea yeah, yeah. for many reasons. Yeah. 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 So could, could that could that trigger something what we're talking about or you're talking about too smoking smoking the only uh, risk that we know of is with cervical cancer mm. so if your pap smears are abnormal mm. uh, and you are also a smoker uh, mm. then that increases your increases your risk for cervical cancer and vulvar cancer I know many, many years ago my father passed away from cancer at 48. Oh, okay. But a long time ago. And they would say that everybody has these cells in there at cancer and at a risk and it takes something to activate that. I, is that is that urban legend or is that true? Is no, that, that yeah. is true. Oh, that is? Okay. It is true. We, um, in medicine, they call it like the two-hit hypothesis, Yeah, it's right? almost like the lottery kind of thing exactly. with, your, with your immune system or something. So I you're born with something yeah. that's abnormal in you're terms carrying. of your genes yeah. and then maybe something in the environment that triggers uh, the cancer later on. So, right. yeah, that there's some truth to that. Right. I, I know there's uh, diet-related. They had the years of macrobiotic diet and things like that to try to combat certain things. Are there other kind of, uh, mm, I, I, I guess, uh, prevention measures you have? Mm-hmm. Is, there, is diet one of them, exercise another? Or, or how, do, how do those components fit in, doctor? You know, it's really um, tough. A lot of my patients, after they get cancer, they want to improve their nutrition, their mm-hmm. health. Um, there's a lot on the Internet about ways to prevent cancer by changing your nutrition. Um, we can't point to it as a one-on-one thing. So mm. overall, is it good to eat organically or try some of those supplements? It may be, mm. but I can't say for sure that that is going to alter your outcomes in terms of a cancer diagnosis. Sure thing. And yeah. so in general, I tell people, if you want to try something, go ahead as long as it doesn't affect your treatment. Right. Discuss it with your physician. It may hit your pocketbook. More than it will, well, you know, change your health. But well, the alternative isn't very good. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's the other true. side of it, sure. So I certainly understand the, you know, that people want to try things sure to thing. decrease the risk of recurrence. And, you know, it's always an option. We just can't say for sure that it's going to help. Right. And I know that uh, while you were talking, uh, doctor, I was thinking about we had somebody in for, like, from the research department. Here's what we're mm-hmm. working on, experimental stuff. It's almost like in the lab there hey what do you got to lose this is what's coming up next kind of exciting sure in a, in, in a way kind of 
dangerous in another way, but yeah. I'd, I'd rather be trying something than, than, than nothing. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think clinical trials are always a great way to go, mm-hmm. a great source to investigate if you're talking about cancer treatment. Um, it may help you, it may not. It might mm-hmm. help people down the line, but right. a lot of my patients will enroll in clinical trials if they are available mm-hmm. um, because that's how we get to where we are, where we know all the molecular basis of these cancers mm-hmm. and can offer personalized medicine options is because of the trials that have been done. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're talking to Dr. Charlotte Marcus, gynecologic oncologist at St. Mary Medical Center. Do you go by C-Mark or, or Charmark or anything like that? Do you have a handle or anything? No, I've never had you a... You don't have a handle or anything? I don't no have nickname? A, I'm not a Twitter, no, I you know. Everybody goes by C-Mark. You know, C-Mark <laughs> might be pretty decent. Maybe it Candy sounds work cooler. On yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll work on that. And the yeah. helpline continues coming up. Pain is the enemy. Motion is victory. So, the St. Mary Orthopedic Team replaces knees and hips. We mend spines. We mend people. With brilliant technology and simple human kindness. So you can go home faster and happier. That's our mission. Call 8447-ST-MARY or visit stmaryhealthcare.org slash ortho. Now open at the Franklin Institute, Marvel Universe of Superheroes. Explore Marvel's legacy through immersive set pieces, original artwork, movie props and costumes, and other rare materials. See how superheroes have evolved to reflect changing times, delve into fan culture, and learn more about the creators behind the story. Marvel Universe of Superheroes at the Franklin Institute, an exhibit for the hero and all of us. Get tickets today at fi.edu. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. In the arena with Dr. Charlotte Marcus, gynecologic oncologist at St. Mary Medical Center, talking big time issues. Doctor, one of the things, too, is uh, how do, uh, does it go from a primary, how do the patients get to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're in a special, in specialist is a primary physician then referring a patient to St. Mary's for your uh, input and treatment. Is that how it works? So, in general, most patients will see their OBGYN or their gynecologist, you know, as I was saying, who delivered their children, mm-hmm. right? Yep. If they're presenting with some issue, um, and they'll refer to me. Sometimes, you know, because the symptoms of gynecological onco- uh, cancers are things that you may see your primary care doctor for, mm-hmm. uh, that is a, another path. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Is, are there any kind of like... Uh, Symptoms ahead of that, that'd be, I don't say markers, I don't know what that means exactly, but yeah, uh, I just remember my dad used to get nosebleeds, mm-hmm. and, that, and that sort of got uh, the ball rolling to find out what exactly was doing that and led to the cancer diagnosis. Yeah, it depends. Persistent cough, I, I'm... Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it depends on the type of cancer. So, for example, ovarian cancer, mm. the early symptoms that we know sort of in, recto- in retrospect mm-hmm. are um, changes in your bowel habits or changes in the way your clothes may fit. A ton of my patients think they're just getting fat, right, because they have um, their abdomen is getting larger. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, 
And then you're busy, right? So you're not thinking about these things that you may have, like your cough yeah. or your, the fact that your abdomen is getting larger. Or your appetite seems to be way off. Exactly. And so those are things that we need to pay attention to and seek care. Mm-hmm. Um, most women with uterine cancer tend to present with bleeding after menopause. And so that's often recognized as a problem. Mm. And so uterine cancer, we can often diagnose and treat in the early stages. I know we've had the uh, breast surgeons on and said getting x-rays and mammograms and all the, and getting a lot of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Is that, does that go in the same vein with you, doctor, is, is getting it? What could x-rays or some kind of test indicate that you're looking for so in terms of looking for screening right Mm. that's the holy grail is to be able to diagnose and treat something before it becomes an issue so luckily for cervical cancer if you're staying up to date on your pap smears and other tests Mm -hmm. um, then you can decrease your risk of getting cervical cancers the other gynecological cancers don't have any screening tests what would you be looking for uh, doctor when they see these uh, pap smears and tests what are you what exactly would uh, would you be looking for? So once you get your pap smear, you may have either precancerous changes or cancer, mm-hmm. uh, and your doctor is going to tell you that, your gynecologist. Um, they may uh, do some additional testing or biopsies to make sure that it's not a cancer before they remove the mm-hmm. abnormal cells. Um, but these are things that are diagnosed once your pap smear goes off to the lab and they can, mm-hmm. you know, see the changes in the cells. Any urine tests involved as well? I mean, I get that for prostate and everything else. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if they're, if they're the same or any kind of commonality, maybe not. What is that, a urine test? Not yet, but, you know, that's where research comes in, Mm -hmm. right, is can we find any markers in the blood um, for some of these things that's still, um, you know, being actively researched in the lab. Mm. Um, But something that we want to move towards for cancer is can we take a blood test and see these abnormal cells. Yeah, blood work is always the is almost the roadmap for everything. Being, yeah, being a, a cardiac patient for twenty some years, mm. it's coumadin levels, it's lipid profiles, it's cholesterol, it's triglycerides, and we we live in a world of of numbers, right? That kind of thing, right? And I don't know what they exactly what they're supposed to say, but if you have a triglyceride level of this, that then you're in good shape. But it's there. You better watch yourself. Mm-hmm. Intake of salt, all the kind of dietary t- stuff. Is there Mm-hmm. Are, what is a, what does blood work indicate in uh, with what we're talking in about? In GYN cancers, yes. so most of these will tend to present with uh, you know like a lesion, right, mm-hmm. or a mass, or a bump where it's not supposed to be, Growth or postmenopausal yeah. bleeding, as I mentioned. And the way we use blood work is we use something called tumor markers. Ooh. Uh, which, uh, when you go to the lab, there are specific tumor markers that relate to a special type of cancer. So, mm-hmm. for example, if you're diagnosed with uh, ovarian mass, mm-hmm. you may get sent for a tumor marker, a blood test. And if that tumor marker is high, then it increases our suspicion before you go to surgery that you have ovarian cancer. Mm. That way we can prepare the patient for, you know, what the surgery is going to entail, what the recovery is like. We can have some of those discussions that make a big deal about how to plan your life when yeah. you're going into surgery. Boy, and that's a, that's, that is a, a, a tough sell. That's part of your, your doctor training in, in the relationship with your patients and getting the team together for all this kind of thing and trying to keep 
a positive frame of mind at the same time and, and trying to explain everything at the same time. Having gone through it, it, you hear about half of it and you deny about half of it. Right. You know, and yeah, trying to keep the information and trying to keep the positive attitude, that's uh, that's another game in itself, isn't it, Doctor? So important. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody hears the cancer word oh, and, yeah. you know, you're already planning your funeral, your wills mm. and things like that. It's important to remain hopeful um, mm-hmm. because a lot of these cancers can be cured. It's absolutely important when you go to the doctor to bring a friend, right? Mm-hmm. So that you're, someone is documenting all this information. And when you're getting cancer care, you are always going to be taken care of by a team of people. Right. Okay. And um, the, yeah, and there's, there's rehab involved too, right? And yeah. uh, mental as well as physical, right? Absolutely. Uh, get used to try to, you know, you're in a weakened state at the same time. Also, uh, uh, is your immune system compromised just a bit from... Uh, Absolutely. From, that can yeah. be one of the risk factors for getting a cancer. And certainly if you are you undergo chemotherapy, it will mm. weaken your immune system. Right. Mm-hmm. Going through that as well, I said try to build it up with the omegas and the fish oils. Is that, does that uh, come into play at all? So there's uh, lots of supplements yeah. out there, as I mentioned before. And uh, most cancer centers, including St. Mary's, have a nutritionist mm-hmm. uh, who can help you navigate whether some of these uh, supplements might decrease your your risk of recurrence or o- improve your overall health. You better believe it. Yeah, that's uh, uh, going through that. You put as many uh, many factors in your favor as you can. Right? Yes, and mm-hmm. and also there'll be some some uh, dietary uh, r- r- adjustments to be made too. Right, uh, that can boost your your immune immune system as well. Yes. Um, crucial for women who've yeah. had uterine cancer mm. because, as I mentioned, the link with uh, obesity. And so a lot of these women are looking to improve their overall health because heart disease mm-hmm. is still the number one killer of women, right? right? And yep. that is after you've yeah. had a cancer diagnosis, you want to stick around, right? Yeah, sure. And so looking at ways to improve your overall health with the help of a nutritionist is in, key. In the years doing these shows, one of the things that the uh, doctors mentioned during their studies in medical school is nutrition was kind of put off to the side. Mm. Now maybe you had one course, two courses, and and it uh, now it's 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 right up in your face now. There's a lot more now and being taken a lot more seriously than I think it was before. Agree, doctor? So um, that is where working with a team of people is important mm-hmm. because you know I recognize where my lane is, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> Um, and so bringing on nutrition, a social worker, a cancer navigator, which you will have when you get treatment at St. Mary's, mm-hmm. it can help to address all the things that are going on around the cancer diagnosis and treatment. We're so. talking with Dr. Charlotte Marcus, gynecologic oncologist at St. Mary Medical Center. A lot of big issues and some more talk when we come right back. Dear neighbors, our hearts live to fix yours. The St. Mary Cardiovascular Team stands ready to save your life in ways that are safer, faster, less invasive, and sometimes extraordinary. You see, that's our mission, to treat you with brilliant technology and simple human kindness. Call 8447-ST-MARY or visit stmaryhealthcare.org slash heart. What a night. 
Fox Casino and Sportsbook. Online sports betting is live in Pennsylvania. Place all your favorite sports bets all at the click of a button from anywhere in Pennsylvania. Parks Casino and Sportsbook has you covered. Sign up now and get a risk-free bet of up to $250 on your first deposit. Go to parkscasino.com slash fan and use the promo code SPORTS to get your risk-free bet of up to $250. Bet with the best online at the number one casino in Pennsylvania, Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Street Road exit off I-95 for the PA Turnpike. Risk-free betting refunded on losses of free bet. Must be 21 gambling from call 1-800-GAMBLER. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. A lot of great talk today and a great information and a very important topic with Dr. Charlotte Marcus, gynecologic oncologist, St. Mary Medical Center. You need more information, get to the website at www.stmaryhealthcare.org. And uh, would Kerry Washington be playing you in the... In the movie, that about your life? <laughs> You're trying to make me much cooler than I am, which I kind of appreciate. So that's uh <laughs> just a thought. We, I, we always cast everybody, everybody listening. Say, I wonder what they look like. Well, I <laughs> kind of get an idea too. We're also talking some big time issues here, and uh, with uh, Dr. Marcus here at, at St. Mary's, new to the St. Mar- uh, St. Mary's team. But how uh, how do you find the the teamwork? And uh, well, you were welcomed on board. A comfortable fit for you, doctor, when you came in? Uh, It's been phenomenal. I think, you know, with any medical practice, you're always wanting to make sure that people are focused on the patient. Mm. You know, that's where the rubber hits the road. And uh, from the start, people have come up to me and said, you know, I have this patient. This is what she's looking for. Uh, She's already involved in these uh, types of uh, treatments in our cancer center, and we want—we're really excited to have you on board. So right. it's been a great, great fit. Do you find, doctor, that uh, tough getting? They uh, said, "Well, it's uh, the time. It's in patients. It's a, it's a averages of seventeen minutes." And mm-hmm. do you make the time? Can you make the time to see patients and make sure when they leave the office that they have a pretty good idea of what's happening and where they're going? Yeah, it's certainly a balance, right? Yeah. We we realize people have busy lives. You know, my philosophy when I see my patients and I treat, you know, go to the doctor is that I want to have as much time as the next person to understand. Mm. And so if I have to wait, you know, additional 10, 15 minutes, um, that's fine. Right. As long as I have all my questions answered. Um, But in general, we have the luxury Mm -hmm. as oncologists of having a little bit more time than some other specialists. Well, we're talking some pretty heavy stuff here, and it's uh, can't do the uh, Reader's Digest version. You have to do the full presentation. And when you're doing treatments and what the questions you would get, the length of time, how long, Mm -hmm. when can I go back to work? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's more than a few questions you have to answer, too. uh, Also, is there going to be any side effects, right? Uh, You're in the the business of do no harm. You don't want to create a problem and try to solve one at the same time, right? Sure, sure. Um, You know, well, fortunately, a lot of the women that I treat who are just undergoing surgery have an option for minimally invasive surgery. So either using laparoscopy or robotic techniques allows people to stay in the hospital for, you know, an overnight stay and get back to their normal self within two weeks or so. So that's a really great option. The chemotherapy is not like people see on TV. You know, I think that's always a greater fear. The medications that are used to treat nausea or side effects have really improved over the last 15, 20 years. 
And so some of my patients continue to work if they choose mm. uh, while they're getting chemotherapy. Very few women have nausea, vomiting, the other types of symptoms that we may see on television. Um, and so we've been become really good through research and patient experience of managing the side effects. Yeah, it's not the boogeyman anymore. Some some people have said, they, well, I'm going in for a treatment, then I'll be at work at 10. And right. That, and it was just a, a rather than, ooh, they're going to find something wrong, I'm going to now they almost feel reassured that hey i'm on the right track i feel a little better about everything mm -hmm. and the explanations and here's where we're going and what you're doing uh and the rehab involved and all the constant follow-up uh, medications being adjusted readjusted mm -hmm. uh those are the things that uh can people uh, put people and patients in the in the right frame of mind as well that's the the psychological portion Absolutely. of it. It's important to try and maintain as much of your normal life and your life pre the cancer diagnosis as possible. Right. So. And that same area is one of the things, and at least in my experiences with all the things that go, go on or support groups uh, for mm -hmm. patients. Maybe years ago it was sort of, uh, you're kind of out there on an island. I mean, you're right. kind of on your own and you do the best you can, and maybe somebody who's gone through it can aid you every once in a while, but there was no coordinated effort mm -hmm. like there is now, right, to to get feedback, to get research, to get uh, surveys done. I thought uh, I was a little... I was a little nervous about this. Does that help you in your approach, doctor, uh, getting surveys and feedback and, and reaction to what you're doing? Uh, you mean from improving my yes. own practice? That and it's some of the patient's concerns. Maybe sometimes you say, maybe I missed something that in all the in all the rush and all the mm -hmm. all the thing, issues that go on, you're bound to miss something every once in a while. And maybe somebody will react or a, or a survey was a good. I'll remember that one next time. Yeah, it can only help you in your in in your practice. Absolutely. And so uh, having a cancer navigator, uh, which is a person that guides you through all your treatment, mm -hmm. keeps you linked to your uh, cancer treatment team. So if you go home and you have some questions about what you discuss with the physician, there's always someone you can reach back to. Um, I tend to also use the portal you mm -hmm. should i encourage everybody to always sign up for whatever healthcare portal is available you have one through saint mary's sure thing. so that you can email your your treatment team your doctor your nurse and so that question may not be answered immediately but they'll get back to you within 24 hours or right. so and the worry part of it you can worry yourself to death too i mean yeah <laughs> having been a cardiac patient every time i used to get heartburn early days i thought i was oh my god it's oh oh you know, it's, it's heartburn. Okay, just just calm down. That's so yeah, true. Yeah, and after you're yeah. treated for your cancer treatments sure over, are. you may start to wonder, you know, what is that lump or yeah. bump or is that my cancer coming back? That's very common, very normal. And, you know, that's why we also have, you know, mental health specialists on mm -hmm. our treatment team. I wholeheartedly believe in uh, survivorship, which is what happens after your cancer is treated and diagnosed. And so St. Mary's has a survivorship program mm. uh, where you can remain linked to those people who treated you for cancer so that as you're going through some of those, oh, my goodness, is my cancer coming back? Mm. There's someone there to help you um, who knows about you. Right. But uh, your early, uh, early treatment aids in prevention, and then there's always follow-up, too, right? With, yes. Uh, 
It's just that, well, I'm done. You can, I'll talk to you next year. You I mean, really you, don't get rid of us. Yeah. You know? yeah so yeah. it's, uh, it's visits with us every three months, mm-hmm. at least initially, uh, for the first couple of years and then every six months and then annually. So you're going to remain connected. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and you have a staff there, a support staff that keeps you clued in you uh, that you, uh, uh, you have as much knowledge of the patients as you as you can i know everybody's probably a little different in their approach and yes you saw and so it, nobody's really a stranger by the time you're you're face to face with your patient right? no no not at all um you know most of the gynecologists who are going to refer you will either have contacted me or someone mm-hmm. on my staff mm-hmm. um so we know a lot about you before you come in to get treatment um mm-hmm. and then afterwards you know we review our patients who are getting chemo or radiation yeah. or getting surgery as a team so that everybody knows yeah. about that person. Are there different lengths of time for treatments, doctor? Or um, Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. it depends. You know, I always say there's three ways to treat cancer, right? Surgery, chemotherapy, radiation, that's or, it. Or any combination of them? Or combination. Mm-hmm. So people who just need surgery, that's going to be a shorter course, maybe mm-hmm. four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, chemotherapy can be up to five or six months. Um, and radiation, you know, varies. Uh, so there are, uh, you know, varied ways, uh, varied length of time for the treatment. Yeah. Um, and that's discussed at length uh, right. during your visit. In your travels, you've been in Washington, D.C., or New York and everything. Do you go, uh, do you lecture on the, the subject or uh, or do you have to continue education? Do you go out and try to find what they're doing in other parts of the country as far as... Uh, what you're doing? There's both. So mm-hmm. um, I'm part of the Society for Gynecological mm-hmm. Oncology, which is a great source for me as well as patients. I would in, um, encourage any woman to go to that as well as the Foundation for Women's Cancer. The Foundation for Women's Cancer actually has a seminar that they hold across the country that's free for women who are are cancer survivors Mm -hmm. um, that goes through all these things that we've talked about. And I've spoken at those seminars, um, as well as given lectures to uh, gynecologists, primary care physicians, Mm -hmm. to really try and educate people about GYN cancers because they're less known. And bring home some stuff to uh, research, right? So let's get this one on 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 the board here and take a look at this one, right? So Absolutely. So yeah. there are clinical trials that are focused on women with gynecological cancers that you can always talk with your physician about. All right. I'll give you a final word here. What uh, would you like our listeners to know about the gynecological cancers and treatment do not hold anything back, get appointments and be proactive? How would you how would you frame your message? I would say, you know, as women, we tend to be busy and managing families, work, and everything else. So don't ignore some of those symptoms and seek yep. care so that we can diagnose and treat these things early. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, if you you're better off knowing than not knowing. I don't, I don't know what like people clam up on things like this every once in a while. I guess they don't feel uh, feel kind of un. I don't know what the word well, is. Well, it's just so. scary. Yeah, it's it is. scary, yeah, right? Yeah. And so there's lots of treatment options available that can lead to cure. All right. And in the arena this time around on the St. Mary Health Line with Dr. Charlotte Marcus, gynecologic oncologist at St. Mary Medical Center, sharing the knowledge. And, Dr., hopefully we get uh, get you back on again down the line. And uh, maybe there's going to be more excitement treatments and some of the work that you're doing, and you'll have... Uh, more work done at uh, at uh, at St. Mary's and more to talk about. Right? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Anytime. It's part of our St. Mary Health Line Wednesdays at 9 o'clock here on WBCB.